I was tired. I was in pain. I just did not want to hike that day. And then all of a sudden, Hoagie came up behind me and asked me if I'm okay. And I feel like everyone has had that moment in their lives where someone asks you if you're okay, but you're not. (laughs) And then like the floodgates of your emotions just open. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal lists. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. I'd like to welcome our guest, Risa Charette. Uh, she is an adventurer, a writer, an ice cream connoisseur, and a free spirit, and recently just completed the Appalachian Trail. Uh, welcome, Risa. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about my adventure. Great. I'm, I'm excited to hear about it. Um, explain what the Appalachian Trail is for maybe somebody who doesn't know what it is. So the Appalachian Trail is a 2,193.1 mile footpath <laughs> that goes from Springer Mountain, Georgia to Mount Katahdin in Maine. Um, it, currently, it's that length, but it changes from year to year depending on trail reroutes. Okay. And you uh, walked this entire length. How, how many days did it take you? Um, it took me 188 days. Wow. Is that is that kind of a rough normal amount of time or is that quicker? Uh, they say anywhere between uh, five to six months on average. I was slightly over six months, okay. but during that time I battled a couple of different injuries. So I had to take sure. some time hanging out at some hostels off trail. Okay. Uh, and how did you logistically prepare for this, this journey of these 2000 miles backpacking? What were some of the things that you had to do to prepare logistically to make that happen? Decided in November of 2020 to make that happen. And I started saving some money and I bought a couple of books about the Appalachian Trail. And what's great is that there's a lot of support for hikers on the AT when sure. it comes to books and apps. So it the the training wasn't super difficult in the preparation. Um, and, and I was a hiker beforehand, so I kind of knew okay. what I was getting myself into. Did you do a lot of physical training? I mean, like how many miles a day did you do on on average? And what did you prepare for that piece of it? I did about 15 to 20 miles a day. Wow. I did a little bit over 20 a couple times. But I found that that wasn't fun for me. because <laughs> I didn't really get to stop and enjoy the nature sure. of it all. Um, to physically prepare, I just did a lot of strength training. So by the time I left, I was doing like 250, 300 squats a day. Um, I was doing a lot of crunches and ab work just to build up my strength and strength and pushups as well. Um, but really the trail is more mentally taxing than anything. Explain that a little bit. What makes it mentally tasking? Um, you're just walking. And sometimes there is nothing to look at. And a lot of times you're walking alone. Like there's other people around you, but you're not always talking, having a conversation with someone or talking to someone. 
and the trail just starts to mess with your head a little bit. And especially when you're walking by yourself, you're thinking about how tired you are and how tired your body is. And a lot of people will start thinking about like, oh, my bed at home, I miss my friends, I miss my family, different things. So your, your mind just starts to play games with you. Is there a way you think you could have prepared for that before you left on your journey? Um, I did actually quite a few things to prepare for that. Um, I had my closest friends and family write me letters for if I wanted to quit that I would, that I carried in my backpack the whole time. And um, I had like, I don't know, like seven or eight of them. And if I felt I wanted to quit, I would take them out and read them. I am happy to report that the entire time I was on the trail, I read one of those letters. Um, And it wasn't because I wanted to quit. It was because I was just having a really crappy day. And I had this one friend who was part of my support team. Her name is Holly. I knew that whatever Holly had to say was exactly what I needed to hear that day. So I pulled Holly's letter out and read read it that day. That that is a great piece of advice for anyone doing any kind of through hike. That's, That's awesome. So did you did you start uh, solo or did you, did you have a group of people that you went with? I started solo. I met a lot of amazing people along the way. There's, I think there's like myth in hiking in general, especially on the longer trails across the U.S. that you need to start with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I highly disagree with that thought process because you don't know how mentally and physically strong the people that you're starting to hike with are and you just meet people on the trail. And I mean, I, I left the trail with two extremely close friends. Their trail names are Hoagie and Vista and the two of them, they're just spectacular. I'm planning on doing the Camino to Santiago with Hoagie in 2023 and Vista is planning on doing the continental divide trail um, next year. So, and I'm going to go and join her for at least a section of it. You said that people have trail names. Uh, how do people get their trail names? Traditionally, a trail name is supposed to be given to you. Okay. Um, but sometimes people choose their own trail names, which is fine by me. I mean, hike your own hike. But um, my trail name was given to me the year before I did the AT when I was doing the long trail in Vermont with my friend Amy, um, I have a yellow down jacket and, um, I'm just little and feisty. So she gave it to me. And then when I was on the AT on day four, I almost got hit by lightning. So that was kind of fitting for my trail name. And then I met another guy, a fellow hiker, his name is Stash. And he said that I had an electric personality. So, um, I guess Amy's naming of me was pretty fitting and which was which was the name oh sorry i thought i said it my trail is pikachu (laughs) okay (laughs) there you go that makes perfect sense there you go um how did how did this get on your bucket list how did walking two thousand miles how did that you know what was the the, um, what was the motivation or what caused you to say gosh i want to do that I've been a Girl Scout since I was five. And while I know some people don't have a lot of outdoorsy experiences with Girl Scouts, my experience was nothing but outdoor experiences. Wow. That's awesome. 
Yes. Um, the great thing about Girl Scouts is that girls can choose to do whatever they want within it. And my troop chose to do lots of outdoor things. So I found out about the AT. I think I was in my mid-teens. I grew up in eastern Massachusetts, about an hour and a half south of Boston. So not too far from the Appalachian Trail. And it just seemed really amazing to hike that distance. So I've, I've always wanted to do it. It was on every 10 years I make a bucket list. Mm-hmm. And so like, I had a 20 before 20 bucket list, a 30 before 30 bucket list. And now I have a 40 before 40 bucket list. I turned 35 on the trail this year. Oh. And it was on my 20 before 20 and I didn't finish it. And it was on my 30 before 30 uh. and I didn't finish it. But now it's on, I put it on my 40 before 40 and I got to check that off in September, which was great. Awesome. And we're, um, this is definitely something that, that t- takes a lot of time, six months long. It's a lot of physical endurance. How, seems like maybe your family and friends probably weren't too shocked that this was something you were going to do. No, or, not at all. I'm or, known for doing ridiculous things. <laughs> so, the- and I lead international hiking trips for this company that I work for called Woe Travel. So I'm always doing something ridiculous uh, in I think it was 2013 um, I signed up to climb Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania on a whim Wim. I didn't really know how tall the mountain was until after I signed up to do that hike so <laughs> it is the tallest mountain on the continent right. of Africa. yeah about. it's a little over 19,000 feet tall um, so I'm known for doing ridiculous things and if there was somebody out there, um, specifically a, a female is like, I think I want, you know, I want to do this, but I, I have concerns. What would you say to them to, to encourage them to take that journey? That you did? I would encourage them to take a wilderness first aid course. So they feel confident and safe mm-hmm. when it comes to like a medical emergency for themselves or someone else. And I would say go on a bunch of weekend backpacking trips and then just go for it. I mean, I feel like there's women are always told that we shouldn't do things by ourselves because it's not safe. And I call bullshit on that Um, (laughs) for lack of a better term. The world as a whole is not a safe place and telling women that we can't do things by ourselves because it's not safe because we're, small and weak or whatever crap that someone else wants to make up about us um, is garbage. Um, There were more women on the trail this year than I expected there to be. And a lot of us were solo. And when I ran into day hikers and trail angels in the areas that I was hiking in, they saw, they, they were saying the same thing that there were way more women out here than they expected. And I love that. Yeah, most definitely. I, I just got done walking my Camino and um, saw the same thing. was super excited. Either pairs of women or, or single individuals were out there um, doing it. And it's the same kind of experience you're talking about where um, people group up, people get to know people's uh, their strides and, and how far they're going to go. And they meet people and uh, people are friendly and you know, it's as safe as anything. 
uh, in the cities. People respect the, the pilgrims, and so um, never had saw anyone have a problem or be concerned. So what was probably one of your most favorite experiences while you were on the AT? There's a section um, in Tennessee called the Rhone Highlands. It's probably one of my favorite sections in the entire trail. And at the time I was hiking with my trail family, we called ourselves SEAL Team 3. <laughs> um, and their names were Hoagie and Iris. And it was the day after my 25th birthday. So it was April 27th. And um, I woke up and everything hurt. And I was tired and we had like a really big day planned. And what would happen is that we would all get up and we'd all leave camp together. And um, then Iris would essentially run the trail. She ran, she hiked really fast and then Hoagie would be in the middle and I'd bring up the end. So that happened. And I thought I was by myself and I just started crying and I was by myself and sobbing and hiking. It was it was a I guarantee you it was a real ugly cry <laughs> and because you were in pain that's why you were crying. I mean I was I was tired I was in pain I just did not want to hike that day and then all of a sudden Hoagie came up behind me and asked me if I'm okay and I feel like everyone has had that moment in their lives where someone asks you if you're okay but you're not <laughs> yeah, and sure. then like the floodgates of your emotions just open. And I turned around and I was just starting to cry. And I said, no. And I just, she just held me when I, as I cried and we stopped and we talked. And then out of nowhere, Iris came up behind us and she sat with us. And then they just decided that we were all hiking together that day. And we had the best day. Um, we laughed all day. The Rhone Highlands were absolutely beautiful. We had the best weather. It was it was very hot, but it was just so, sure. so nice to have blue skies that day. And it was just really nice to know that my trail family had my back that day. That's awesome. What was the what was the your least favorite experience while you were out there for six months? Well, on the summer solstice, and I remember this because the summer solstice is, is also um, in the hiking world for some people hike naked day. Right. <laughs> so I hiked naked with my friend rain man, um, for a few miles and then it got hot. So things started to chafe and we put our clothes back on and because we figured hiking naked with someone else was less awkward if we ran into other hikers that weren't naked. <laughs> um, so you bond pretty well when oh, you sure. get naked to hike with someone that you met three days ago. Um, <laughs> and then we crossed the Mason-Dixon line naked from Maryland to Pennsylvania. And soon afterwards, the sky that was blue turned completely black. Oof. And then the wind started to not blow, howl. And then things started falling from the trees. And then the rain just started and it poured and poured and poured and then trees just started snapping all around us wow. we're in the middle of nowhere you're still naked no luckily we were not naked oh, at okay, that point good. we put our good. clothes on okay. um because i could just afterwards we joked 
about like, could you imagine if something bad had happened to us and we were naked? Like the the um Rangers the newspaper you. headlines yeah. like naked hikers found after a tornado. <laughs> oh yes, there was a tornado that touched down near wow. us, which is why the tree started snapping. And we are running down the trail that is completely flooded with full packs on. At one point, he was in front of me, and he's watching the trail so we don't get lost. I'm watching the trees as they're snapping, and one over on our right just snaps in half. And I reached out, and I grabbed his arm and yanked him back, and the tree fell 20 feet in front of us across the trail. So we decided to turn around because a ways back there was a pavilion, and there were people there. So we figured we would turn around and take shelter. Right. But when we turned around, we couldn't even find the trail in some places because these giant trees were just everywhere. And to get off the trail and try and go around the trees was just us asking for us to get lost. Sure. Sure. So we turned back around because there was a shelter um, about a mile in front of us, but it was still in the middle of the woods and we're running and he grabbed me and stopped me from running into a tree that was falling down But then I got, um, my leg got caught up on some briars, Mm -hmm. pricker bushes. Some people don't know what briars are. (laughs) Um, And I have, and they just got caught in my leg. So I have like five or six just gashes on my leg. I mean, I still have, this happened in June. So, and I still have the scars on my legs. And so we're running down the trail. My leg is bleeding and soon after, luckily, the the wind died down and things stopped falling from the trees and the trees stopped snapping. And, yeah, we got to the shelter and it was such a little it was a little tiny shelter with a pavilion oh. next to it. And for some reason, it was the best thing I've ever seen. And we just sat down on this picnic table and just collapsed. Okay. <laughs> and um for the rest of the trail when we were hiking together, it was just like, Hey, remember that time we didn't die together? It was great. <laughs> it was a great day, but definitely one of the worst days and on the trail. What um, you mentioned earlier, <clears throat> you said something about trail angels. Can you describe what that is in your experience with that? A trail angel is anyone that helps out hikers. So trail angels give rides into town or from town to the trail Or a big thing that uh, trail angels do is they provide trail magic. And that can be, like I said, a ride. Or it can be like at a trailhead, they'll set up um, like free food. Um, And I do this at home because I live in Vermont right near the Appalachian Trails. And it's just as fun to be a trail angel and give trail magic as it is to meet trail angels and receive trail magic. So... Um, early on, because there's so many hikers that start off in Georgia, there's trail magic everywhere. But the right. further north you go, the less trail magic there is. But one day, my friend Vista and I, we crossed the border from New York into Connecticut. And it was early in the morning. And we got the best early morning egg sandwiches and oh, beer nice. from these trail <laughs> these trail angels that had like a camp stove set up in a parking lot with a Got little it. sign to from the trail to the parking lot that said trail magic it's and sometimes the people will leave um coolers in the woods with like sodas and beer in them which is right. awesome too um yeah it's trail angels are just 
true loving human beings that <laughs> make the trail that help make the trail so special. So as a as a through hiker in the United States, if you do the Pacific uh, Crest Trail and the Continental Divide and the AT, all three of them, you become a Triple Crown through hiker. And I'm never going to be able to do that. I'm 51 years old. Um, never say never. The um, oldest, I'm gonna, I'm gonna the say, oldest AT through hiker finished the other day. He's 83. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm going to say it for myself. <laughs> but what I would like to do is I would love to do a week of trail angeling at each on each of those trails. Oh my gosh. And the hikers will love that. Yeah. And set up like a a full camp and not just me, but invite other people to come like have a, have a doctor or nurse there as part of the camp for a week. So that somebody has injuries or something, they can need to get a little care, have somebody cook in, have somebody help people put up tents, you know, just have like a whole camp of trail magic um, on each of those trails for a week. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's what I like. That's what that's on my bucket list <laughs> to do. I love it. I love it. If uh, someone has the AT on their bucket list but hasn't done it yet, and you met them, how would you finish this sentence? Um, when you do the AT, make sure that you never doubt yourself. Okay. Why is that important? Because the minute you start to doubt yourself is the minute that you start thinking you're not going to finish. And for you, that was, there was rare occasions of that. Yeah. I never for a second thought I was going to not complete the AT. And how is that? How is that different than some of the other hikers that you met? Do you see other people experience more? A lot of people just get very negative. And I think that's a big difference between someone that finishes the through hike and someone that does not. So what is something that's on, you say these bucket lists, uh, 40 before 40, what's something on there that's like completely opposite of experience of, of the AT that you have that you want to cross off? Ooh, um, that's a really good question. Um, I want to climb the Sydney Harbor Bridge. In Sydney, Australia. Okay. Is that, can you do that? Is that? Yes, you can. You can. It's not just me being ridiculous. Um, what else is on there? Um, I wanted to go to. Uh, I want to go to all seven continents, and I've got one left. I have to go to Australia. Oh, really? When did you go to Antarctica? Um, a few, three, four years ago. Nice. I went with my friend Amy, who I did the long trail with. We do ridiculous adventures together. That's awesome. And uh, what's the next thing that you're going to cross off? Um, I am headed on Monday, actually, down to Chile, and I'm hiking the W Trek in Patagonia. Nice. How? Um, what's that like compared to the AT? Oh, it's seven days. Okay. so much much different Uh, like like, the whole thing is just really picturesque and beautiful and i'm going kayaking and i get to do like walking on glaciers and stuff so a much different experience i don't have to carry a tent i don't have to carry all my food um so much more chill so aretha thank you so much for joining us today i appreciate your story if people want to see more or hear more where would they go to find out more about you uh on the internet 
they can go to my website, roamingnanny.com. Um, I'm expanding on all of my hiking content and I currently have a brand new free beginner's guide to hiking. It's a, it's a free download that you can find on my website and there will be lots of more Appalachian trail and hiking resources to come. Awesome. Uh, listeners can uh, find direct links in the show notes uh, to those, those sites. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time and uh, keep on, keep on uh, crossing stuff off your list. If you find something else that you get really excited about, uh, let us know and we'll have you back. Oh, I'm always excited about something. Have a nice day. Thanks mm-hmm. so much for having me. Thank you. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook, and as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week, and until then, keep living out your list.